In life's journey, we must seek to reflect, learn, and grow. Welcome to The Road to Rediscovery with your host, Aubrey Johnson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Road to Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson, and I'm so thrilled to have you here with me. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on life's lessons to learn and grow and reaching out to help others who are struggling through dark times. My special guest is a professional mediator and arbitrator. After an extensive career in education, she's forged a hard road of rediscovering and redefining herself. She now helps others in reaching resolutions to their disputes. As you all know, I usually say we're going to learn more about her, dot, dot, dot. But today I'm going to say you are going to learn more about her, her journeys, her challenges, her triumphs. You see, I already know about her. For she is my one and only Sweetie Sugar, also known as my dear, dear wife, Mrs. Sherry Johnson. Hi, honey. Hi, Hi babe. How are you? I'm great. It's so great to finally have you on the show. Well, thanks for having me. Oh, of course. So let's start by sharing some background with the listeners, where, where you're from and so forth. Um, I was born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I went to the University of Cincinnati and I went to Wright State for my graduate work, uh, which is in Dayton, Ohio. Um, as you know, we have a beautiful daughter and a beautiful son, and um, we've now moved to Texas, and our daughter and son are far behind in Cincinnati and Lexington at this time. So Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as you were talking about... Um attending the University of Cincinnati and then um, getting into education. Um, I, I have some, some very fond memories of helping you move office furniture into your, your classrooms and offices, uh, you know, in the summer before school started mm -hmm. and then moving some out like uh, mm -hmm. uh, at the end of the, of the school year. Yeah. And visiting <laughs> on recess. That's right. Yeah. 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 That was always fun. <laughs> Uh, seeing you in action, you know, uh, without causing much disruption, but, uh, man, that is, that's awesome. I was back in my teaching days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, those were good days. Those were fun, fun to watch you. So, uh, you mentioned before about Amber and Zach, you know, back in Kentucky, back in Cincinnati. Yes. And, uh, and after we've, uh, made a move. So, uh, let's talk about that. I like to refer to it as like a shift because, there was it was a shift at so many levels, right? Uh, I mean, it was it was about a shift of leaving my job of twenty one years to start a new job, and then later we we had to make this move to where we are now. And uh, explain how that was uh, for you. Well, I'll say it was very strange. Um... I was an educator for 22 years in Cincinnati. I was a teacher, a consulting teacher, and where I mentored and evaluated teachers, mm -hmm. and then um, an assistant principal for nine years. And when we moved to Texas, I didn't know anyone here. Um, I didn't, you know, a lot of getting a job has to do with who you know. Right. And, um, you know, I was very concerned. And my first three months in Texas, I was here by myself. Mm -hmm. and uh, you still had to work in Cincinnati for three months. So um, this was the house I really wanted, and it was worth it to me. And I really did really well 
with that part. Um, mm-hmm. I got to know my neighbors right away, um, you know, and the people here are so friendly and kind. They let me know, you know, hey, you know, if you need anything, yeah. I'm here, you know. You know, there's, you know, my husband can do this and that's for you while your husband's not here. And, mm-hmm. you know, people just really made me feel more secure being here by myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it didn't get me anywhere with a job. A job. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. You know, I have to say, um, I was just so proud and impressed with you um, those first three months. Uh, even leading up to um, moving into the house, I, I truly, truly uh, was and still am uh, impressed and proud of you because, you know, even though both of us are from Cincinnati, um, our backgrounds are, are quite different. Yeah. You know, me coming from a military family, moving around, living in different places, you being born and raised in Cincinnati, not living anywhere else. And now always living probably within... 10 minutes of the house I grew up in. Right. Within 10 minutes of, of your, of your childhood home. Yes. Always. You know? So, so when I say shift to me, this was definitely a shift. It was, it was a big shift for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. And, and you know, um, the, the, the pride and, and, and how impressed I, 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 I was with you then and still am now. Um, it, it was, uh, again, on so many levels, right. Um, to see you working to connect with people in the neighborhood, to connect with people um, in, 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 in this small town, you know, in North Dallas, um, even in education, as you started to make those uh, strides. Uh, but at the same time, I was I was sad. I was sad because, um, you know, knowing you had an inner struggle with even deciding if this is if education was what you wanted to continue this was almost like a new chapter right yes yeah Yeah. when I was in Cincinnati I was starting to feel like you know I I I don't I feel like I've done what I wanted to do in education right um I do really enjoy being an assistant principal and I love you know helping the children and the families um but I was really feeling like it was time to move to something different. Mm. You know how I'm, I'm one of those girls who like change. Yes. You know, yes. I, when I read that move my cheese book, I just thought it was hilarious because <laughs> who moved my cheese? I'm like, it's great to have your cheese moved. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, I was, um, I was already thinking that way. Mm. And then when I moved here, of course I wasn't working at all. Right. And so, um, even while you were out of town, um, the only way to get in, you know, we're, you know, you say North Dallas, people think, you know, you're in the big town or that kind of thing, but I'm not, we're not, we're in, um, the country basically. Mm -hmm. And, um, with some small towns around. So, um, the only way, I mean, I applied, nobody was even looking at me for an Mm -hmm. assistant principal job, anything Mm -hmm. like that. So I thought, well, you know, I have time, why not just sub and get to know which of these districts around here I like. Right. So I started subbing in a couple of these uh, small town districts out here. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, I, I even long-term sub for a whole year. Um, but I, it just wasn't what I really wanted to do. Right. And um, I spent time looking like on the internet just at careers and just a list of careers. Yeah. 
And I'm like, you know, what do I want to get into? I could go to school. I could, you know, right. do, do something totally different. And mm. I just, nothing was speaking to me. Mm. I didn't see any careers that I liked. I'm like, ah, maybe I'll just be <laughs> staying home. But right. um, it's, I don't, you know, I'm too young to really stay home all the time. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it's been very difficult wow. that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for painting that picture for the listeners because I, I want them to, really, really uh, embrace and have a true vision of what you were going through, how you were feeling, all of the different uh, uh, efforts and all of the different uh, uh, actions that you were taking um, to continue in education while at the same time battling with this, uh, this internal struggle of deciding if that's even what you wanted to continue, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and all of that coupled with being in a completely new place, um, that's a lot to deal with. That is a major um, inner struggle that's not easy to adjust by any means. So that was around the 2015, 2016 timeframe. Right. Okay. Right. And so now if we fast forward to 2019, 2020, right, um, are you still in education? And if so, uh, what capacity would, would you be in? Um, I am still in education in that I work very part-time for a um, local community college mm-hmm. um, where I really enjoy what I do. I work in the writing center. Um, I, you know, I love writing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I get to work with students on um, maybe any kind of writing they're doing. So they can come in with a finished paper, mm-hmm. and I'll go over it with them and edit it and um, you know, help maybe do some mini lessons, teaching right. them, you know, things I can tell they don't know about in writing. Mm-hmm. Um, they might not know how to get started. I might start doing an outline with them. Okay. Um, just wherever they are in their writing, um, being able to help them with that. And it's, it's great fun. Of course, since COVID we've been online and doing zoom and, that type of thing, and the hours have gotten really low. Yeah, um, yeah. where you know I'm not working much at all, and so during this time, um, I was working with one of my um, partners from work. Um, we were doing um, a little side work, doing a plagiarism project for our boss, mm-hmm. and we were working and talking, and something came up um, where she brought up mediation. Um, and I was like, she looked at me and she said, you would be a great mediator, Sherry. Mm. And I thought, yeah, I would. I've done a lot <laughs> of mediation for my whole career. Yeah. You know, uh, helping children solve their disputes, helping parents solve their disputes with teachers, mm-hmm. helping teachers solve disputes among teachers. Um, it, it's just a strength that I've always had. Right. And I'm like, well, I'm really interested in that. So um, I looked into it and I took um uh the mediation classes uh, necessary this summer mm-hmm. um from Manusa mediation in houston right um so i am certified to mediate anywhere in the world um and arbitrate and um that is a really exciting different world um uh, that you know is. i'm still working to really get into sure sure but um so, so rewarding and just, it fits me very well. 
That's that's awesome. That's awesome. And and one thing I I was I was wondering in particular as you were considering this after your coworker mentioned how yeah. good of a mediator you would be, um, how, how far of a stretch from from where you came from in your career in education did you think it would be to be a mediator? Was it a far stretch or were there some similarities in being an administrator where, you know, uh, some degree of mediation was practiced in that role that, that could easily transfer you over to the mediation world? Um, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, it was more of a close tie. Good. Um, because personally, you know, me, Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm what you call a transformative mediator. Mm. So um, sometimes people go to mediation and the mediator goes um, where a party's in one room, a party's in a different room. That's mm -hmm. not transformative mediation. Okay. Transformative mediation uses skills that, you know, I've had forever, like active listening, that type of thing. And where you're just more of a, you're facilitating a conversation between two people. They stay in the room the entire time. Okay. Um, they just like I always did with students and parents, you know, right, we, right. We, we work it out and everybody feels good about the process. So, um, that is very in line with what I do. I mean, there's a very specific way you do that and very specific, right. um, things you learn to do, but yeah, it wasn't a far, wasn't a stretch. Not at all. Not a far stretch at all. No, no, that's great. So, um, you you you, you kind of trickled into um, just some of the roles and the elements of a mediator and uh, and a um, a uh, a meeting uh, of of opposing sides mm -hmm. in mediation. But um, can you can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit? Add to it um, as far as what is the main purpose of a mediator? Right, um, just for the listeners' um, benefit. Uh, what is a mediator and what is the ultimate purpose of that mediator and what they do? So with transformative mediation, um, the mediator is going to serve, I'm going to serve as a facilitator for conversation. Okay. Um, there's a structure I follow. Um, you know, people come into mediation very nervous. Yeah. Um, depending on if it's a civil case, a family case, a divorce case, it doesn't matter. I mean, that's a very you know, it's very nerve wracking. And so I, I, you know, put myself in their shoes and, and get it going with, you know, by being calm and, um, very getting everybody to f try to feel comfortable. Right. Um, cause the more comfortable you are, the more honest and frank you're going to be about what are your needs and being able to put forth, you know, Things you want to say, things that maybe you felt like were, you were never heard in a marriage. Right. Um, and, and being able to do all that. But you have to feel like it's safe to do that. Right. Um, right now, mediations are on Zoom, we, online. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that works really well for mediations. But, but of course, in person, I'm, I'm looking forward to when that comes back, too. Because right. I'll be able, I have a lot of skill with you know creating rapport and creating environments where people, children, adults, everybody feels comfortable to have discussions. Exactly. And I would think as a mediator, um, you know, having, having such a session uh, in person, physically with other people, 
um, and you're facilitating these, you there's a lot of nonverbals on both yes. sides that you would need to pick up on yes. to, to determine whether or not both sides are comfortable in explaining or stating their cases of, of what they want their the outcome to be, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but also um, on Zoom, it, it doesn't lack too much of that you okay. can you because because you can see each other and I can mm-hmm. see how I can still see body language and sure. um, tone of voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so not a lot of, is lost in Zoom mediations. I it goes really well. One thing I wanted to mention real quick, I, I'm going to just take a slight step back, honey. Okay. And uh, just send a big shout out to Grayson College. Yay, Grayson! Yes. <laughs> and shout out to Manuso Mediation. Big shout out to those guys. And by the way, uh, thank you for inviting me to the Christmas party at Grayson College yeah. last, <laughs> last year because, yes. man, the food was great. And the people you work with, I think that was the first time I met them. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just so nice. So lovely. And, yeah. And, nice and, people. Yeah, very pleasant. Yes. Very pleasant. It's a very nice small campus. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. get to know people. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a nice place to be. Oh, that's, that's, that's beautiful. So <clears throat> um, when it comes to mediation, can you share with the listeners, what does it have to offer a person going through a dispute that say the traditional court litigation type environment doesn't? Okay. Well, to be quite frank, um, one reason why people really like mediation mm-hmm. is because it is legally binding. Mm-hmm. The agreement that the parties come up with, not the courts, not me, right. the parties come up with the solution to the problem mm-hmm. um, through a lot of work. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in mediation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's legally binding. And so you can have a lawyer then paper the case, it's called, you know, turn them turn that into the court. Okay. And that will be just as though you went through you know, the expense of paying lots of lawyers and, you know, to go through the whole process in court, except you had control over the solution yourself. Now, having said that, I'd like to say that, you know, lawyers are wonderful people. Uh, A lot of my colleagues are lawyers. Uh, Many lawyers uh, take the training and become mediators. Um, And whoever comes to mediation is always, of course, they always have a right to an attorney. So I, I don't want to make it sound like there's never attorneys at mediation because there are attorneys at mediation if that's what the parties choose to do. Um, you can choose to come pro se, which means you're not represented, or you can choose to go to mediation with a lawyer. So either either way, you can still have mediation with or without attorneys. So I think it's beneficial financially it's uh, beneficial as far as privacy goes. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're in a courtroom, all of that is public information, everything that goes on in the case. With mediation, everything said during mediation is private between, let's say, somebody from your work that was unhappy with the company right. and it was a civil mediation between them and I was there. Mm-hmm. No, we cannot talk about it. We cannot share it with anyone. We can't put it on social media. Mm-hmm. And there's an agreement that you sign to that. So when you go to court, a lot of things are public. And, you know, if I were, say, getting a divorce and I had, you know, if I earned a lot of money 
you know, you might not want everybody to know how much money you have. Right. And, you know, that can create in today's world, yeah, create a lot of problems. Yeah. So yeah. Um, mediation is very private. Even the courts do not know what was discussed in mediation. Mm. They just get the settlement agreement. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So a so, lot of people like it for the privacy. And then mm -hmm. they also like that, you know, the court is not deciding their fate. Right. That they are deciding their fate. Right. And couples with children, you know, mm -hmm. uh, who can, you know, work together still, which anybody can. Right, right. You know, if they're with me, they certainly can. <laughs> sure. And, um, you know, and decide the, how the custody is going to go with the children, mm -hmm. where they're going to be when. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's a much better schedule than what you're going to get from the courts. Oh, for sure. For sure. And uh, to me, that's another beautiful thing, right? Because... Uh, the privacy, like you said, huge advantage. You know, a lot of people don't want that dirty laundry out there public for everyone to access. And number two is just the fact that you're not, as a mediator, playing a part in the decision. No. You're facilitating the yes. conversation so that both parties reach a compromise or an agreement, right? That's right. Okay. Okay. That's right. So that leaves both sides. Um feeling like they have a sense of accomplishment. Exactly. That their voice was heard. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're okay. like architects constructing their own solution. When the case is finished, regardless of the situation, um, you know, depending on what it is, it can be very sad for people. Everyone feels like they had the opportunity to speak, to be heard, to be one of the people who developed that uh, final settlement that can go on to the courts. That's awesome. Now, honey, I know because of, you know, our time together, you are truly a very empathetic person. Yes, you really are. Mm -hmm. And so I would love if you could paint a picture again for the listeners. Okay. In describing as a mediator, what does a mediator do or what do you do to just Make sure that both sides know that they are in a safe place. Uh, you know, there's no need to have anxiety or worry. They're already worried, like you said earlier, yes. right? I mean, the yes. topic that they're disputing obviously is a sensitive uh, spot. It hits a nerve, right? Mm -hmm. But you have to create that environment of safety, that environment of um, security, right? Just knowing that it's okay that for them to say these things and say what they want mm -hmm. um, in, in this, in this space. How do you create such an environment like that to where they feel safe Well, and listened to and, and heard? Yes. Um, well, I start out the mediation by giving ground rules. Mm -hmm. um, and within those ground rules, they are assured that I'm not going to say anything that's repeated there. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I recommend that, you know, if they take any notes that they tear them up, I would do the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tear up anything like that. Right. Um, but I don't really need to take notes. Typically I am going to be listening. Yes. And when I hear, or maybe I can see with body language that someone, you can kind of tell when, you know, somebody has something to say and they're not saying it. Right. Um, there are words I can use um, to help them understand that, you know, 
It's okay. We, we want them to, we want to hear them. Yeah. Um, the first thing we do in mediation is one party tells um, what brought them there and what they hope to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And the other party, no interruptions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the other side gets to tell why they're there and what they hope to get out of the mediation. Mm-hmm. And it's a time where they're listening to each other in a different way than they've listened before. Gotcha. And so having someone listen to you like that, that you thought was never listening to you before is very empowering. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a time where, you know, I'm going to give them time to ask each other questions to have a discussion. Right. Um, now there is something called a caucus in mediation. Now, Caucuses aren't used that often, but if I need to caucus, not in transformative mediation, they're right. not used that often. Okay. Um, but if I see someone isn't saying something they need to say, right. I'm going to call for a caucus. Okay. So that means we stop what we're doing. Um, I go with the other person in Zoom. I go into a different Zoom room. Right. In person, you would go into a different room mm-hmm. and talk to them and let them know, you know, I'm feeling like there's something you want to say, is there something, you know, you feel like you can't say here. Um, and when they say, you know, I I just can't say it though. I just can't say, I say, I will tell them, yes, you can, Mm -hmm. you can say that. Mm -hmm. And I want you to say it to me right now. Mm -hmm. And so I have them practice saying it out loud. Gotcha. So that when they go back in, if it's something they feel like they need to say, I'm not telling them to say that, No. but I'm telling them if they feel like they need to say it, it needs to be said. Right. Right. And, um, and so helping build their esteem. Now, if I caucus with one person, I keep close track of the time. Yep. I then caucus with the other person for the same amount of time. Same amount. Okay. Every, yeah. Because once you leave the room with somebody, it makes it look like you're more on their side. Right. Bias. Yeah. yeah. And there's mm-hmm. no bias in mediation. Good. And I'm certainly not biased at all. But then I t- I'm going to take the other side and talk to them. Mm-hmm. For the same amount of time. Gotcha. The most important thing is that they feel like I am on both of their sides. I tell them at the beginning, I'm on your side and I'm on your side. I want you both to be successful Mm -hmm. in constructing a solution to this issue. Beautiful. Beautiful. And, 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 you know, that's a tremendous skill. And it's not just a skill, but it has to be part of your persona, right? It has to be part of who you are. Uh, personality-wise, that that makes you a good mediator, right? Like you said earlier, you're not biased, you know, in general at all. No, you know, as as far as being a person, I know you're not biased, <laughs> right? Right. So, uh, so, so, you know, that just that just transfers quite nicely to the mediation space and the role that you play. And to me, the skill part, to me, the skill part is. There's something you have to bring to this conversation as a facilitator that wasn't seen when the two sides were going before meeting you, right? Mm -hmm. There's something you have to bring in that makes, say, side A realize something that side B was trying to communicate that side A didn't see when they were disputing before coming to you. Yes. Right. Yes. That's a tremendous skill. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, it has to do with a lot of like open questions. Right. Um, asking one side, something asking the other side, something maybe mm-hmm. asking for clarification about something, mm-hmm. um, where they can then start 
you know, especially once you get into it, once the nerves are down and yeah. they're like really trying to decide, you know, what's our solution going to be, um, they start uh, hearing more right? because they do want to come to a solution or they wouldn't mm-hmm. have gone to mediation. I mean, anyone who doesn't think they could possibly come to a solution, they might not be right and they might be right. You know, it depends on the situation. Right. But um, there's just no reason to go to the courts. I mean, mm-hmm. it takes forever to get anything through the courts now. Sure. And for divorces, they're automatically um, here in Texas sending them to mediation. Are they? Yeah. So the first okay. thing they're going to do anyway is go to mediation. I see. So what if they could solve, you know, there's basically two, two things you have to take care of in a divorce, the money yeah. situation and the children, if you have children. Gotcha. And, um, you know, what if you could just solve that, mm-hmm. you know, and pay a lawyer to right. just paper a case, as it's called, yeah. uh, get it filed in the courts, and that's it. Mm, I got gotcha. you. You know, you can yeah. save a lot of money. Yeah. So, you know, you can go to mediation before you ever decide to do anything with court. Right. You know, two neighbors that mm-hmm. have a dispute, mm-hmm. they could go to mediation. Mm. There's no sense bringing things into the court. Right. I think, you know, a lot of these situations, you know, your feelings are hurt. Yeah. And, 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 and you can have a private setting to deal with that. You know, people cry a lot. There's sure. nothing wrong with crying when your feelings are hurt. Right. You know, we're going to move forward. Yep. But it's okay that your feelings are hurt. Right. I mean, I personally wouldn't want to stay in the courtroom and cry. No. And, you know, no, and it's there's all... a lot of people in there. You know, and they're recording, and this person was crying, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's all being recorded, and I don't know. I I would prefer mediation myself. Gotcha. And that makes a lot of sense because, um, and, and again, not to diminish courts or anything, there's a purpose for that depending on what the circumstances are. But, um, I don't know, to some degree in courts, it's almost like your fate rests on exactly different people yeah why whereas, not be why not develop your own solution exactly, why not construct that right. yourself yeah yeah make your own fate right yeah absolutely by having a conversation yeah. and so forth so, yeah that's what really drew me to it gotcha, gotcha. I, I really i think that's exciting mm-hmm. and i think um you know saving people money is very exciting to me of course um yeah but uh yeah not having to have all your business put out there yeah i think is yeah really awesome and cool and that there's an option like that in the world that a lot of people just don't know about wouldn't you think celebrities would visit mediators for their disputes (laughs) i bet you know yeah i I bet they know about them because it would be private right i mean we hear about stuff fall on the news about celebrities and things so yeah but yeah and mediation totally private that's awesome. Totally private. That's awesome. And just so everyone knows, once again, I know you said this earlier, honey, um, you can practice mediation all over the world. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. All over the world. Um, and, and, and you're not restricted to North Dallas because we live here. Absolutely not. All right. That's beautiful. Yes. Also, in the areas that you cover, civil, family, domestic... I mediate civil cases, which are typically involving business-to-business or business-to-consumer disputes. I also mediate family and divorce cases. Sometimes parties may need to rework their child custody, and we can do that together as well. I mediate juvenile cases also. 
but my specialty is in the education realm. Typically, there are cases around special needs students, and I mediate those cases. Special education law is a federal law in the United States, so I'm an expert in that area. Not only am I a certified teacher and special education teacher, but I have served in these capacities and I have put that law into action as a teacher and an administrator through my 24 years of experience and practice in education. Nice. Very nice. And so for our listeners who are in a dispute or anyone they know who are in a dispute Mm -hmm. and they want to reach a resolution, how can they contact you and learn more about the great work you're doing in mediation? They can reach me at Sherry, which is S-H-E-R-R-Y, at samepagemediation.net. Awesome. And I know I'm still on the hook for launching that website. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I would have given the website address, but we're close. <laughs> yeah, we are close. And, 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 and it, it doesn't stray too far from the email address. It will be samepagemediation.net. So it's www.samepagemediation.net. Thank you, honey. Oh, you're welcome, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sweetie, it's been so great having this conversation about you. I've learned some additional stuff. And, you know, outside of just all of the hard work I've seen you doing in reaching your certification a while back, um, you know, uh, I've, I've heard just in passing as I'm going from one room to another, just things that you're learning. And, uh, and, and, you know, and that was quite a bit, but I've learned even more in this conversation because we've been so focused on this. So uh, I really want to thank you for, for opening up and sharing that with us. Well, it's no problem at all. I've really enjoyed it, honey. And um, if you need me for anything else, you know I'm here for you. I know. Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is so awesome. So uh, now uh, we're going to go into a segment called Three for the Road. And for the listeners, no, um, my wife is not exempt from that. Every guest goes through Three three for the Road. And uh, Golly gee, honey. (laughs) Golly gee, Willikers. So. Just a quick review, honey, about Three for the Road. It's where I ask my guests three questions that are random yet thought-provoking that I challenge my guests to answer in five words or less. Now, no penalties if you go over five. I'm a big talker, so. (laughs) Yeah, as as are I. No no penalties if it goes over five. Okay. But, you know, um, uh, if you get on a vibe, we just let you go. Okay. Think you're up for it? I'll give it a whirl. All right, let's go. All right, number one, number one. And, and by the way, I customize my three for the road questions specifically for my guests. So Ooh. no guests get the same questions. Does that mean you made mine very hard? I made yours very sherry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can do sherry. <laughs> okay. All right, so here we go. Number one for three for the road. Okay. You have to spend a month on an island. You are given all of the tools for gardening crops for food. Oh, good. But can only choose three kinds, three vegetables. What would they be? Can I ask a question back? Sure. Where's this island at? 
because <laughs> I need to know what will grow there. Okay. Let's just assume, right? All right. Let's okay. say the Caribbean. The Caribbean. Gosh, I don't even really know what grows in the Caribbean. Okay. I am going to say, because it depends on the time of year and everything mm. with gardening. Right. Um, I am going to go for watermelon because they'll give me a lot of food. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. oh, I only have a month, though. I'm only there for a month, mm-hmm. so the food's got to turn around that fast. Eh. Okay, I'm going to go for lettuce greens okay. um, and, you know, keep them in the shade because right. uh, it'll be a little, might be hot there for them. Right. But it could be the right time of year. I'm going to say, what else can I get a quick turnaround on? Um, some small peppers. I could get a pretty quick turnaround. They'd be good with my salad. And then... Turn around on, I think, some squash because mm. I get a quick mm-hmm. turnaround on that, mm-hmm. and um, it's a lot of food. Nice, yeah. nice. So it'll, it'll, keep you, it'll keep you content or full, not starving for the duration. Yeah, I think I can pull that off. Okay, so lettuce greens, peppers, squash. Yeah. But- okay. No, that's cool. That's awesome. They might not get done all that way in a month. But. <laughs> yeah, a month is a lot to ask for something to turn around like that for gardening now that I've learned. Yes, you've been doing a great here. job. Oh, great job. Well, yeah. Thanks. I'm just, uh, again, learning secondhand from being around. You know, he be- calls himself the grunt. <laughs> yeah, I'm the grunt. Uh, I, I lift the bags of dirt. I move the containers. My he wife, does a great job. She has all the science. She has all the art. She has the vision behind the gardening. You know, I just want to help her make it happen. All right. Question or number two for three for the road. With any type of work you've done on any project or any task or assignment, okay, with anything. Okay. How do you know that you've done a good job? I know that I've done a good job when the task or assignment is complete. Um, when everybody involved in that work has been involved um, in the process and that everybody's happy with the process and, you know, how things, how we went through it and how things happen. Mm-hmm. That's great. Now, number three, number three is a fill in the blank. Okay. Okay. Conflict resolution has taught me that. Any problem has a solution. Any and every problem has a solution. Nice. Yeah. If people are willing to work together. Mm-hmm. Oh, I went over five. Boy, no, that was good okay. with the five words on that one. Oh, I forgot good. the five word rule no, already. Hey, no, you that's know? okay because you get into a groove, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. the intent. Yeah. yeah. As long as people are committed to the process. Yeah. And there's a solution. Wonderful. Fantastic. Well, honey, guess what? what? We did it. Yay. We did it. Yay. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thank you. Honey. And I hope we can uh, have a sequel down the line and, uh, you know, just give the listeners an update of what's going on. Um, sure. You know, down the line. Sweet. And a big thanks to all of you for tuning in and listening. If you would like to be among the first to have a glimpse into upcoming episodes and guests before the episode release, Make sure you subscribe to the Roads Rediscovery mailing list at roadtorediscovery.com. That's road, the number two, rediscovery.com. 
Just click the contact link at the top and then enter your email address. That is it. Also, I'm always looking for your feedback, so please feel free to share that as well. Well, guys, we're all roadies on this journey of life, and it sure feels good to have you alongside with me. Thanks again for listening. We'll chat again soon.